Good afternoon. <clears throat> oh, a bit croaky there. False start. Start again. Good afternoon. I'm Jack Chu. This is Chewing It Over, 12.30 to 1 o'clock on weekdays. We come to you to talk a little bit about whatever's topical in the industry of MSK typically, but also anything that touches healthcare, education and various parts of our passions and often joined by esteemed guests in this space. But not today. You've got me, uh, so don't all, all disappear at once. I'll look at that. My titles are uh, my titles. I've got a bad editing in there, so look, this should give you insight into what we're talking about today. For those that are tuning in to the audio, let me spit it out. Physio matters disrupt the fitness industry is the title for today, um, and we've got a few different ways in which we're going to be doing that. And I really wanted to talk to you guys. If you look at the description, it should explain that we are going to try to uh, become a presence in the fitness industry to try to do what we do best, which is disrupt by education, by a bit of myth busting, by explaining the mechanism of effect underneath interventions, by trying to lighten the load on athletes and other other people in the job in job public, making sure that they don't feel that they're doing things wrong inherently and that they don't get misled and misguided by spurious claims in what is a very important industry. And so we've got a number of different things planned for that. But one of them is to attend the Arnold Sports Festival, uh, which is the largest fitness show of its kind. 60,000 people at the NEC on the 1st to the 3rd of October. And so we're the therapy partner, therapy provider, doing a variety of different things. And so we I'm going to spell out a little bit about what we're planning to do because I think that actually maps on to what we're planning to do more broadly. So at that show, that's our first big pivot into that industry. And so I wanted to get you, our dear audience's take on the fitness game, um, especially as therapists, a majority of you are. Um, what do you feel are the biggest fish to fry? What's the key impact that we might have? What, what is your opinion as to what the fitness industry are getting wrong? what we can do in MSK to correct for that or to help them to understand things better. If you got hold of personal trainers, gym owners, as well as then keen aspiring athletes in the sort of fitness space, particularly when I say fitness space, in this instance, it's kind of, it's the gym sports, weightlifting, powerlifting, bodybuilding, that sort of stuff, gym goers, rather than say triathletes, road runners. Um, what is it about this side of it that you feel if you could try and tell them one thing, what would it be? If you had to try to say that the consistency of a particular myth that's being perpetuated or anything like that, what would it be? I'm really keen to understand what your take is on that because it's partly what we're putting together as a team is to what are the most pervasive myths in that industry? What have we got to say about them? What offering do we have as MSK therapists that they're maybe not they are lacking or that industry is lacking as well as them practically and pragmatically how might we translate that into material for them to digest and therefore to upskill right what educational products what uh, teaching what speaking obviously speaking uh, work that we're going to be doing on at the arnold what would we do on stand that would help to change their mind what integrated technologies would help us do that all sorts of different things that we're doing to try to um, understand that better and the best way we know to get feedback from you guys and to, to help us to feed into that. So again, that question, what is the one thing if you could change in the fitness industry for the better? Um, and of course, in, that, in this instance, it's what is it that we can do in MSK therapies for you 
um, as channeling your energies, what would you have us do to disrupt the fitness industry? I've got a few ideas. I'll definitely uh, be, be talking about those in a second. But first, I will explain a little bit about what it is we're doing with the Arnold. So Jim's there um, shouting at me, it seems. Talita's worried. She said, oh, dear, we have to listen to you for half an hour. Yeah, sorry about that. Absolutely. Um, Matt Scar's book noticed that Sylvester Stallone is going to be present at the Arnold Sports Festival as well as a number of other A-listers. And then I've just got Talita and Jim here bantering away at my expense about having to listen to me. So, yeah, sorry to both of you. I've still got an old um, caption here that I didn't delete from the other day, which is just be like Talita. So uh, maybe I'll just keep flashing that back up. But don't be like Talita if she's taking the mic out of me too heavily. The Arnold Sports Festival is a really interesting thing for us because we're covering... We've got an opportunity because we're covering some of the sporting provisions. So there's like a CrossFit event, there's sort of cheerleading and dance competitions, there's a combat area, MMA, um, no, uh, uh, non-gi, jiu-jitsu, uh, of various different things um, that's happening there that we're offering the, the therapy cover for uh, with the help of our, our friends at the school. So uh, we'll be take, we're taking therapists of all stripes, chiropractors, physios, sports rehabbers, as well as then massage therapists of the elite quality that we only work with, of course. And we're going to be then delivering quality therapy care and provision to those athletes at those areas because there's competitions going on as well as then uh, exhibitions and shows and demos and all sorts of stuff. Um, and so we're across all of it. And so therefore, I wanted to tell you a bit about that because it gives you, hopefully, helps you answer the questions I'm asking you, which is what would you do? You know, what would you have us do? What would help you in clinic if fitness professionals, gym owners, gym athletes, what is it that they believe that they should, you hopefully wouldn't believe? How is it that they behave that you'd rather they didn't do? Be that torturing themselves on form rollers through to having an uh, over analysis of form and implying that that's the center of the universe to a, a bit of a misunderstanding on say pain and injury, whatever it might be. What is it that you would have us do to try and change their mind there? And if I give you the context as to how we might be able to do that at the Arnold Sports Festival, as well as then more broadly into the fitness industry as we decide to wade in on it, uh, might give you, uh, might help you with answering that question. And that's one of the ways, right? So we're going to have access to the athletes at various different parts of the competition. And so we will literally be, say, um, from one of a better cliche, strapping, strapping their ankles. Um, rubbing their legs and, and, and being able to advise them as to as to how smart and safe it is to go on if they come and present to us with an injury uh, that they're worried about, right? Whatever it might be, classic sporting provision at, a, at an event, right? And uh, But we'd be doing it our way and therefore you're not going to be getting a load of just like standard preparatory massages or telling people we're flushing lactic acid out or telling them we need to strap their knee up because the knee's inherently unstable for some reason, unless it is. You know, so that we're going to be correct, you know, it's going to be in our own our own way. Um, and hopefully that's one way in which we might be able to move them. If they think about therapy provisions at an event, they might think of it in a certain way. And we would then hopefully um, change their mind by by uh, providing quality without necessarily then pandering to them in the ways that they might have already expected or, or be used to. That's one way. I mentioned that there's an exhibition. We've got a large stand in the main arena. And um, so we're going to be it's been the area of most contention, I think, amongst us is to what, what do we do on there? 
Uh, we have uh, massage provision via the school, who also will be uh, explaining a little bit about how might they be able to retrain fitness professionals into a therapy game, one of the most accessible areas for, say, personal trainers or other fitness professionals to then in, get into MSK rather than doing, say, physio, sports, rehab, osteopathy degrees, which might feel a bit daunting if they just want a sort of a side, then massage therapy is such a good way of, of getting into that. Now, one of the dangers is there's a lot of, it's no surprise to you lot, I imagine, but a lot of massage schools and massage training courses end up being just so full of shit. I was nearly going to sugar my words then, but I won't. Like, they're just pretty wild what they uh, what they say and what they're sort of implying and they kind of pander to that a little bit like get a personal trainer to, to retrain and do some level early level massage courses and then imply that this will help your uh, this will naturally help your clients to recover and they'll be able to train with you the next day because it'll flush out the lactic acid and improve their blood flow and correct their form by breaking down adhesions and if they get an injury they'll have scar tissue and you'll break down the scar tissue right you've got all these natural classic massage and manual therapy type myths if that's been perpetuated to a personal trainer and then they think they can just wear a massage therapist hat that's their insight into msk that's obviously not what we're about whereas through the school we're going to be able to then alongside them change their minds not just in their perception of what it is that massage therapies do but also if they're interested in upskilling and retraining and getting involved in that there's a really perfect access point for them to get into msk with the very best in the business and uh, and, and as you guys all know uh, we do the massage matters podcast with them and, and I'm just a massive fan so it's really cool to be able to do this with them um as well as just be able to to, to party with some of our, our close friends for, for a few days in the evenings as well. We're going to be able to get our team together and, and have a good social there as well, which will be really fun um, with the Physio Matters squad and the school squad, which will be like 20 of us in total descending on Birmingham, which is very cool. On stand, we've got then some massage therapies. We've got um, the some a fitness testing area. So we're just trying to work out exactly what that will look like. But if you imagine that we're going to get people to come through and do some performance testing, um, some motion capture, some dynamometry, some um, power testing, so high jump, broad jump, that sort of stuff, and then help them to to understand. Imagine if that goes through brilliant therapists instead of it being like a screening or where we're going to imply that they're going to be vulnerable to injury because we wouldn't be doing that be hypocrites if we did instead you're going to put that into context as to um how that might be applicable to their you know um assess them thoroughly and, and, and talk to them about their specific needs and goals and performance and stuff and just try to again get them to participate get them to compete but then also disrupt their their opinion as to whether they think they're moving badly or they think that there is something that they need to do to correct for that, or they perceive that there is old injuries that are holding them back on stuff like that. They might be right, they might be wrong, but just having that deft touch, I think is going to make a big difference there, as well as then obviously being able to channel people into assessments to, to help them to understand what it is they need, especially the amount of people in the, in the fitness industry that often come to us, second, third, tenth opinion work, where they've been uh, given some false ad advice and information that's then taken that led them astray, and then they're able to do what they want to do. And so I imagine we're going to get people there that are really interested and very involved in that industry, but not able to participate in whatever it might be, from Olympic lifting to powerlifting to strongman to CrossFit, whatever it might be. They're not able to do what they love because of injury. So often we're told, oh, I got told I shouldn't do this anymore. I got told that I my... my my days of doing pull-ups are over and then you talk to them about why 
and it's some cowboy that's told them that they shouldn't do that because they've assessed their shoulder and their rotator cuff is shot. You know, it's usually some sort of lay language example based on an x-ray. You know, it's just that then you know that someone's degraded that athlete and, and their words have ended up scarring them more than their actual scars. And it turns out that really there's no reason why with the right rehabilitation uh, and, the, and a less structuralist approach to their care and diagnostics and, and, and improving that person's sense of self, then they could go again. And some of the best masters level athletes we've ever worked with have, uh, have come from a story of being having a window of their career where they just were despondent based on often a, a therapist or or doc or surgeon or something like that, scarring them with a sense of prognosis that was just based on false assumptions. And so, again, another area where I feel like we can get insight. If you imagine that people on stand participating on some of these performance things, engaging with some of the massage therapists, talking to us about some of our educational products that we've, we've come up with. Uh, we have our personal trainers. Uh, we've got Overcoming Gym Injuries, which is an online course we've created bespoke for personal trainers and other fitness professionals, as well as then interested athletes in that space, lower limb, upper limb, and spinal modules um, that uh, Mark Reed, Richard Saxton, Reese Perrett have put together. Um, absolutely brilliant course. I've been I've been keeping an eye on and vetting some of the content and videos that have come out and it's absolutely brilliant. And so again for me another area where if, if we can get that education through, get some sensible evidence informed information through to fitness professionals, it will really naturally bust the myths without us having to do so quite as aggressively as we maybe did when we first disrupted the physio industry. Um, I think back eight years ago when we first burst on the scene with the Physio Matters podcast and stuff, that was quite a confrontational take on things MSK. Whereas with this, I think we're probably going to be able to go a little gentler uh, because it's so, it is naturally confronting. I think that there's so many pervasive myths and there isn't any obvious academic or scientific authority within that industry in such a way that has its downsides. But then also one of the upsides is that you've then got an opportunity for a credible source of information of which we hope to be, uh, especially with you guys giving us feedback all the time. I think that that should, that should work really well. Um, and so really uh, excited to, to do that. Now, normally I come to comments towards the end, but I know there's lots on here, so I'm just gonna engage with that. Uh, for those that are just tuning in, thank you, uh, that are live. Please do put in the comments. Physio Matters are about to, planning to disrupt the fitness industry. And we're starting off by doing that at the beginning of October in the Arnold Sports Festival, 60,000 fitness professionals, gym owners and other athletes competing and participating and, and there to meet their heroes in that industry. I'm asking you, what is the one thing you would have us do to change the minds of those individuals, right? What is the most pervasive myth you see? What is the common issue that you feel we, if we could just correct that thing, it would make a massive difference? What would it be? Feel free to not just give one as well if you want to give more. Uh, but yeah, I would really appreciate your engagement on that. It'd be really interesting to see if it aligns with what we're talking about. Talita has said that this is why I got my level three PT qualification and worked closely with a select few local PTs who are open to this. This obviously helps me as well. That collaboration and cooperation that Talita is describing there is so important. And I'm so pleased with the fact that that is seems to be the default answer to you guys in our in our audience right in our direct our, our direct audience for physio matters for tune it over for therapy live cooperation just seems to be the name of the game right and i think therefore i want to just hear an answer from talita and say if we can get through to them that the, that the physio 
industry, if we call it the MSK industry, for injury and pain, are willing to work with fitness professionals. And if you pick the right ones, then collaboration is king. Rather than the misnomer that we often see, which I think probably would be one of the key areas that I want to try and get our team working towards, is trying to make sure that we are seen as being not those therapists up the road that just tell their their uh, clients not to train or just say you know um, that they almost use their higher healthcare professional authority to just stop someone participating in doing doing something when actually it'd be safe to just modify training behaviors work with their coach or trainer and be able to actually keep them participating and doing what they love and working towards their health and fitness goals that lack of collaboration is often where that breakdown happens. And we hear that so much. Uh, I'm sort of mortified that that keeps happening. But I think if we at the Arnold Sports Festival and beyond can help to realise that, that often that is because you've got an incompatibility there. You've got a, a, an unscrupulous therapist who's not up to date and all fair. You've got some trainers that are uh, failing to work with therapists because they, they think that there's an inherent conflict between them when they need to be. I think that's uh, such a shame. Matt Scarsbrook. How about working with Ann Summers to produce a physiomatic sports massage vibration tool to take on the vibrating power tools that solve all injuries in a gym? That is a hell of a novel suggestion, Matt. X-rated, I didn't realize that before I put it up on screen. Um, but no, I don't think we'll be coming up with um, some sort of um, Theragun equivalent or competition anytime soon, uh, especially with the skilled hands of, of Matt and his colleagues at the school. We, we, we certainly want to be patient-centered and, and Therapeutic touch is, is where all where it's at rather than devices and, and, and vibration tools. So no, nice idea, but I don't think we're going to go there um, for now, I'll, if, if, I, if, uh, if you don't mind, at least for, t for the time being. What I wonder as well is we have then an opportunity to, well, I have an opportunity to speak on stage. There is a stage called the Be Inspired stage, and I will be there each day uh, presenting almost like a little TED talk format. And I'm, I'm torn as to, as per usual, I haven't prepared it yet. I've got a few ideas, but what should I talk about? There's, a, there's, there's some people that I'll be following on stage, Flex Wheeler, Dorian Yates, the Stoltman brothers. Um, I think Lovelace is going to be on there, Eddie Hall. There's a few big names that are going to be there that have had their own journeys with injury. I think I'm going to try and weave into the stories because I think it's important that the case studies and stories can be powerful there. And a lot of them have overcome injury through getting hold of the right therapists and trainers and working through that collaboratively to not break them down. None of them have come through it by over obsessing on one particular variable, be that form or posture or, or simply loading capacity, right? They've, they've kind of gone about things. They've found the right person that's helped them as a person to rehabilitate themselves functionally. And so I feel like telling those stories is going to be part of that. But I'm still unsure as to, uh, to what it is I might want to talk about. Um, so if I, you know, I suppose another question I could ask is, uh, or it'll get you to a similar place um, to where I wanted you on that first question is, what would you, what would you talk about if you had, if you had 15 minutes on stage at the, an event like that with an audience as I'm describing it, following, you know, one of those big names that I've just described uh, of the fitness world, what is it you would you would want to get across and therefore you can advise me what is it that you think i would benefit from getting across to people that might help you in your clinic environment right so there's someone that attended the show 
they've come and spoke to us on stand. They were, they were competing or, or one of their friends were competing in the event and so went and saw us at the competition areas. And they've got their physiomatist fingerprints all over them. Say they also then attended one of my talks on the stage. What is it you feel you you know you would you would benefit us having to have taught them for them to be le- better informed when they come to see you the following week, right? Maybe that's a, an analogy we can use. Is that you know, what would correct for some of the issues that you often face with these these athletes? Um, because I'm and I, and I suppose I'm not just saying that hypothetically. I'm re- really intrigued as to. And I'll be asking all of my team this more overtly in the coming days as I speak to them as we talk about their roles. I'm going to be asking them directly, what is it you think I should talk about? What is it you think I should prioritise in order to try to change people's minds or at least plant the seed in a few of the audience that can make them give, give them pause for thought? Where do you think that there are most disruptive and pervasive myths in the fitness industry that... that MSK as MSK professionals, we could really correct for and improve upon. Um, just I don't know. Now my my honest thought beyond what I think you know, Talita highlighted really well, which is collaboration. I think one of the big ones that I feel like I wanted to or feel tempted to speak to because I've got a few different talks that I, I can give, right? And I don't need to prepare one and then deliver that five times. So I've got a few options. But one of the things I feel like I do want to visit probably want to visit each time is is this in the sort of gym sports game the perception that injury is so correlated so strongly with form and biomechanics and kinematic variables that feels to me like a big one but i don't know if that's my bias or whether that's true or whether you see that whether the athletes that you see obsess over it as much as 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 i feel i've seen because that's definitely an area that concerns me because I see people that and it's two reasons for that. One, I don't think it, it works. If they pursue that and just think if I move perfectly, I won't hurt anymore, then it's just demoralizing because they pursue that and it doesn't work. The second thing is that that almost then perpetuates a sense of blame. They don't really understand the circumstances that led them to be injured. They don't understand the fact that there are other things and other people that can help them beyond themselves there. Sometimes it can fuel self-efficacy, can't it? So I'll just correct these things or tinker with these variables, but they're not often then changing something and seeing how the symptoms are bet. They're changing something based on a textbook association of how they should move, right? Oh, I, I squat badly. I, um, I press badly. I do pull-ups wrong. And so they don't then change something because it then hurts less and pursue that. They, they will often do it just because they perceive or they've been told that that's what they need to do. And that is something that I feel if I can either on stage or a combination of stage stand and, and sport provisions, if we can get a few pennies dropping there, then there's something more than that. There's something more complex than that. Then I think that that would be, be really interesting. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to try to work out what it is that the MSK especially the contemporary MSK practice model that we've been talking about on the internet for years now. I would love to understand what it is that we've got right that we could try to press fast forward and it not take eight years to get the pennies to drop in the fitness game. I'm not saying everything's clean. I'm not saying we're vacating the MSK space because the job's done, right? There's still lots of lots of work to do there for sure. And you can imagine MSK reform guy here. So we've got plenty of plans there, which will be announcing soon as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really interested then as to uh, 
what it is that we could try and translate across and how compatible is it? What, what might we need to do differently? So Anna Maria, I'm just opening the comments back up. Sorry, God, there's so many, so many comments, particularly on Facebook, but also some coming in on Twitter. Thank you very much. I don't know if the, there's nothing on LinkedIn. I don't know if that's because no one's commenting on LinkedIn or sometimes it doesn't send me them. So apologies if you're commenting on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm not meaning to ignore you, but it's just not showing up on my screen. Anna Maria said, what would, you, what would they do differently in their training if they knew that biomechanics were not the only and main driver to their injury? Oh, such a good question. Absolutely. If it's, it would naturally just diversify their thinking a little bit, wouldn't they? They would consider more variables that could be at play. But there are certain circumstances where their form, it'd be, it'd be weirdly coincidental if they moved that way and, and, uh, and they weren't going to develop that injury or struggling to overcome that injury is another way of putting it. But, but that's not the majority. And so, as Anna's saying here, like, they would you just feel like they would they would do things differently because they wouldn't be obsessing over it and that they'd be consider, considering sort of load related variables or they would be considering their sleep or the nutrition or their rest or their um mental health or they would just be starting to recognize the the other homeostatic variables i guess you know the bigger picture more holistically and also then thinking about what it is they're doing it for you know if they were reflecting on um not just for trying to compete for the sake of pbs but what is it they're doing it for if it's for health and, and fitness then why are they um not trying to find an, an appropriate cross training angle there's a number of things i think they would do differently and i suppose i should ask that very question so thank you Anna. i think that's a good idea Ali Beverly, hi Ali. he said i think it's a fab move the fitness industry is a huge purveyor of therapy bullshit. I agree with that, Ali. It's one of the reasons we're doing it. It's also a reason that I admit that we're going to need to make sure we're careful. I don't know if he's listening, but um, our friend and colleague, Michael Schumacher, our marketing, uh, I nearly called him a guru then, he would hate that, but our, our marketing chief, he surprised me the other day by saying we need to make sure we go gentle with this. You know, he, I thought that he'd be all for being quite aggressive with the sort of myth busting and confrontation. And he was saying we need to be a bit more sensitive because I think he, he agrees, as we all do, that there's a lot of nonsense out there, but it's something that's quite deep rooted and therefore might well uh, make a name for itself in, in a bad way. Um, and so we've just got to we've just got to be careful there. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. You might want us to just be cavalier and start throwing throwing the. Uh, throwing his weight around but Ali Beverly has said that it has a number of big names which perpetuate this to the masses yeah I mean I think that's the fitness influencer culture as well isn't it that seems to make a big difference there um I think it's uh that's going to be hard to disrupt it's not as if we're going to be healthcare influencers that are going to supersede the celebrities so we want to try and one of the ways in which we could do that isn't it is to integrate into and and help some of the key influencers change their mind and change their rhetoric. Obviously that's ambitious, but sod it, we're ambitious. If we can break that cycle, then the ripple effect will be huge. Yeah, I think that, that we need to be we need to be interesting, we need to be entertaining, we need to be dynamic. And if we do that and we can do that at scale, then I think that that's what Ali's describing there, where it can it can then make a big difference. But I think at the moment, the healthcare industry and the therapy industry as attached to that end up being a little bit a little bit lost in a way you know they get they kind of get a bit 
feel a bit left out of the fitness conversation because it's something that has a more there's more glitz and glamour to it and it's obviously less concerned with evidence and more concerned with like direct you know subjective results shall we say um which could be you know uh, people associate results to certain things when it could be other variables they're not having to think about control groups or, or evidence and i think that we need to make sure that we use some of the tools and trappings of the fitness industry as to what goes well marketing wise but then sort of smuggle in some of our principled approach uh, that we're proud of and i think that that could really make make a difference um Talita's agreed with with michael um and you know i think i do too you know he made a good point that in an attempt to not alienate stepping lightly not being confrontational is key i think that that's fair and i'm not saying that i was going to be super cavalier by instinct but i did think that there was something that we could be a bit more myth busty with that he, he thinks would be a bit more cautious especially with regards to some of our posters banners that sort of stuff um that's where i was going to be more confrontational michael was suggesting and so um Talita, i'm glad you agree and i think many many do She's also gone on to say movement variables and the ability to tweak and adapt to exercises, basic real understanding of injuries and the effect on people's psychology view on returns to sport. She's just basically described in a sentence better than I could what our course, Overcoming Gym Injuries course, is going to be. It's an online course, um, modular uh, day course um, for just that. It's absolutely, she's just nailed it. If we can get that penny to drop, um it will be massive and so giving them an education as to injuries common uh, mistakes in, in managing and treating them um that is that is such a big one and helping them to train around injuries as well look at these simple adaptations if you're developing these issues um we hope that that will then bridge the gap between um i think therapy is so perfectly situated between medicine and fitness and we're just not stepping up. There's such a failure of leadership in the therapy space, which I've talked about in many different ways, that the gap between medicine and fitness is so large. The gap between medicine and therapy is small. The gap between therapy and fitness is small. We should be the natural bridge and we're just not being. And so can Physio Matters do that? We certainly can't do it alone. That's why we're always working with you guys and our audience feeds are feeds our, our, our education systems and, and our learning and that's why these things are, are conversational so thank you for tuning it over with me today really looking forward to the Arnold sports festival first to the third of october you can still get your tickets if you're interested in being a delegate um, and if you're interested in our work then make sure you follow us on social media and please um if you are if you are at all keen to see how we get on as well as then want us to succeed in that venture then please do not be shy for liking sharing retweeting and, and, and helping to perpetuate our message, particularly in the build up and at the show, um, that industry support that we know we have, and you guys are often very generous in sharing your feedback with us as to how we're doing and helping us refine our products. If you're interested in us successfully managing to, to pivot into the fitness industry and have an impact there, then you can really help be a massive voice in that. You can amplify our, our public messaging, you can verify our points and claims. If we end up into some sort of dispute despite non-confrontation uh with with fitness professionals on what they feel is, is a key variable and we feel like uh, actually our take on that is, is is worth bringing forward then you can have our back on stuff like that and to make sure that we can get that message out loud and proud and be seen as being a representative leader of the of the industry as we hope we can be and we'll do it 
well and we'll do it sensibly uh, and we hope we represent you well so thank you so much thanks for uh, joining me today sorry i didn't get to all the comments and questions it was a bit lively over on on the on periscope and on facebook uh, but sorry again to those on linkedin if you are trying to join um we've just had a problem with the stream um so hopefully it did, did stream there if you were trying to get trying to join by questions and comments then i wasn't meaning to ignore you but anyway i'll see you tomorrow for more tuning it over and uh, don't forget therapy live business on saturday really looking forward to that too all right take care see you later guys Thank you.